It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. Dan, you knew it wasn't going to last forever. Uh, disappointing fashion last night, losing 3 nothing. They um, they came out pretty strong in the first period. John Gibson was John Gibson. Then the second period and third period. third period was a disaster. They did not show up at all. And uh, 17, point, 17 game points for over. Well, yeah, after the first period, they only had two high-danger scoring chances the rest of the game, and everything else was from the outside, so that's not going to get it done. And, look, it was bound to happen, um, and it's over now, so you, you know, now you go start a new streak. Uh, it's been a great, it's been a crazy run, and uh, but you could see, you know, look, they stole some games, so everything evens out, probably because you know the San Jose game they played really was one of the best games they played during the streak, and they came up on the losing end of that, uh, where they probably you know stole some some points from Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, so it all evens out, and now you uh, you make adjustments and and you move forward. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, moving forward uh, tomorrow night, play against Los Angeles Kings. A little bit later in the show, we'll talk to. Uh, Super Kings fan Michael Vartan, you know, friend of the program. Friend of the show. And friend of the show. We had a great uh, great conversation with him, and uh, we'll bring it to you in a little bit. Closet uh, Islander fan. That's his East Coast. Yeah, which, which is great. He watches and, them uh, just as much as we do, so it's always he great. Does. To yeah, him. he knows. And, you know, team, that team is hurting right now, and we'll uh, talk about it a little bit later. But the the streak kind of masked certain things. Yeah, it did which, mask a few issues with the team, yeah. Right. Right. And like winning, you know, 
as long as you get the two points, that's all you care about. And but since the streak's over, we can talk about some of the things right now. Uh, <laughs> so we can rip the whole roster. Yes. No, no, no. And we're not freaking out, but things we 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 knew about beforehand. But you know, when things are going well, you kind of tend to overlook. Right. Uh, and Lee, who you know does certain things besides scoring. You know, he's physical presence. He can play defense as well, but. He has generated zero offense in the past 10 games. He has yes. one that has not scored in 10 games. He had a very good first period, a few shots, but has not gotten going. Then goes to the really bad. And Jordan Eberle, who before last night didn't score a goal. We thought the goal he scored last night would kind of get him going. Unfortunately, he was in the wrong net. And, um, yeah, he's, he's been terrible defensively, everything. He's just been a train wreck. And I would, Guarantee that was pretty much one of the players Barry Schwartz was talking to post game. Yeah, was well, so it Barry? Is he's not going to call anybody out publicly? No, uh, he'll he'll. It's, it's always a we thing. He's not one of those coaches that's going to uh, kick you in the head or hurl a racial slur at you or make you read a list uh, saying <laughs> which players suck in front of your dads. Um, no, he's not that kind of guy. He's just going to. He it's always a we thing. He always says that when they win, they win together. They lose, they lose together. So. You know, he uh, and it was obvious too. You could you can see that there's there's some issues with this team, and they need to get Lee and Everly going because right now Lee and Everly are struggling on the top line and it's hurting Barzell because Barzell is flying. Barzell is playing fantastic hockey. The last two games he priced at five or six points and he has none. Yeah, I really would have liked to see him shoot a little more yesterday, especially. He did hit the crossbar. Yeah, he did. It just he has to generate a little more offense. And you know what? I'd even play him with Bavillier. Uh, they got Bailey with right Bailey. They reunited Bailey and Lee in practice today, so yeah, we'll see I think how, that that could get them going. Yeah, and they moved Everly to the third line, which is you know, a good place to start now. Um, it's yeah, been let's, start, let's go there. It's, it's there's no chemistry. There's between. I feel really bad for Josh, and I know Alan Friend's going to kill Josh Bailey for that two and one yesterday with Ross Johnson. You got to the right the play. Puck. Johnson's wide open. Yeah, I know, trying, but if he gets that pass through, it was a good defensive play. Yes, he should probably should. It's like do you say, "Oh God, the Ross is over there, so I have to shoot this," or do you say, "If I get that pass through, an NHL player should be able to put it into an empty net." Right, or you think, "Oh, the Ross, you know, the defense and the goal is they're not passing to Ross Johnson. He's, you know, he's not going to score. He'll punch it in." But right, yeah, and, and both of us have seen enough of Ross Johnson on this team. You, he just does not bring anything to the table. Look, if you know, he's—I'm sure he's great in the locker room. He seems like a good enough guy. Oh, yeah. Never loses a fight, but uh, you know, I'm not—I don't need to see him on the ice regularly. And like, look, you, you got to play guy, especially. I don't need to see Matt Martin and Ross Johnson in the same lineup ever, ever. So, no, and you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's pretty bad when your third line does not play at big minutes and down the stretch. You. you you basically have to double shift guys with Josh Bailey. Yeah, that's not going to work. It's it's not good anymore. And I and it's this is a funny thing to say, but this team really misses Tom Kunako. Yeah, yeah, I think Kunako coming back would help. But look, they could still make a trade. They still need a forward. They still need a high You know, they get a first line forward, and everybody slots back a little bit, and then everything looks a little bit better. Um, and it's not like look, we're not we're we're not crushing this team it's one loss no of course it's an amazing streak but just moving forward if this team wants to go from contending to a title for contending to a cup it's got to get deeper and it's got to get more balanced and they got to get their their goal scorers scoring so i don't need to see johnson on the third line anymore i don't really need to see dal cole 
like he gets fight. He's fine in his own end, but he generates nothing. He generates nothing. You think he could fall down and get a shot on goal once in a while, or the puck would hit his stick or hit his skate and go on goal, but he does not gener- generate anything offensively. So look, guys work. He works hard, but he can go in the press box or he can go back to Bridgeport. He'll clear waivers. It's no big deal. Uh, I think ideally right now for the third line, I think you go if you go with Eberle, Komarov, and Kovala maybe right now, see what that looks like, I think you'd be okay. It's it's funny how we both want Leo Komarov back in the lineup. I mean, yeah, this guy because he's a we, professional we, hockey player. He is, he can take yeah. a, they need guys who can take regular shifts. It's exactly. one thing to shorten your bench. It's another thing to shorten your bench. You know what I mean? Right. No, especially when you have two guys, you know, two, when you shorten your forwards to 10 down the stretch, you, you really right. shouldn't do that. You know, I mean, if, you, guy, if your third line's capable, then if you want to skip Matt Martin once in a while on, on that fourth line, you can. You know what I mean? But you can't I, be doing both. Right. And I know, you know, we keep saying third line, and it's technically the third line, but we all know the fourth line basically gets more minutes anyway. No, and, we you know, they, don't understand that, but they need, they just need to be able to jump. Everybody needs to be able to take a regular shift, and that's not the case right now. Yeah. And it's just, and I, he's back to healthy now down in Bridgeport. I would even bring up Cole Barger. Yeah, I would too. Because yeah. then you could send Co- you can even send Kovla back. Yeah. You could send you send anybody else that needs to go back. Then you could go with Komarov and him and Everly together. And I actually like to see that. Yeah, I mean it, it certainly. And any because last night at the towards the end they were just throwing players out there. Yeah, it, it was, was just, just let's see what sticks. And look, yeah. you're right. Kunakel would definitely be some help in the bottom six. And you know, also Uncle Luke can also go out and make a trade too. Still, so he yeah. he is going to have to acquire a scoring winger. Or scoring forward. He has to. Especially this year, because it seems like they're going to be right up there again. Yeah. Um, and he knows what. I mean, there's not going to be a Mark Stone out there like, like last year. No, but Taylor there's, Hall might be there. Taylor Hall, true. Um, but if he's not going to, you know, if he didn't sell the farm for, what's his name, for Mark Stone, he's not going to do it for Taylor Hall. We all know Taylor Hall says he's going to go to free agency anyway. Sure. Sure, but I mean, well, what about someone in, if like if Nashville's not in the playoffs right now? What if they fall out of it? They have plenty of players they could they could trade. They do, and you know who I would get in an instant is uh, Paggio. It sounds like he's close to resigning in Ottawa. Well, that's I don't a, think he's gonna be available. Yeah, that's a, and even what we'll, we talked about. I wanted Paggio three years ago. <laughs> yeah, he's. I would totally take him. He's fantastic. He's that player, perfect middle player. six forward. Yeah, he, he would fit nicely. Another guy who we talked about with a. Uh, Martin a little later is um, Tal Toffoli. And I think he needs to change the scenery. And I think I'd he'd actually be rather go after Dustin Brown. <laughs> I don't know what his contract is. He still has a decent amount of his contract, right? I understand that. Maybe the Kings would eat some of that, but he can still pre- he is still producing. Toffoli is not. I, I think I think he needs, needs to change the scenery, Toffoli. Yeah, but we know He's Brown is still a 50-point player. What, is, what did he have last year? I think he had 70 last year. Dustin Brown? Hold on. Keep talking. Keep talking. Oh, are you doing a little fact-checking now? Uh, yes, I'm fact-checking. Okay. I I guarantee I'll get it to you first. Okay, here we go. Dustin Brown. He's got 12 points right now in 24 games. That's not so bad. And last year he had – good call, Danny. He had 51 points last year. He had 61 the year before. Yeah, so it was just – well, I mean, his last couple of years, he's once they took the C off him, he's been producing really nicely. So, I mean, that that could that could be a guy. You're right. And, and Toffoli has 12 points this year. But if you look at Toffoli's last two years, 34 and 47, not great. No, I mean, 
Well, okay, twenty. Yeah, last last year was a big drop off. So maybe they could, uh, you know, get him for uh, get him on the cheap. You never know. But uh, and look, he, we don't know what the sharks was, are going to be. Too. I mean, the sharks are playing better, but you know, there's going to be teams like if the sharks are out of it, they might rip it apart. What's going on with the Flames right now? There are a like, lot of good teams that might not make the playoffs and might rip some things apart. Yeah, no, there there, there certainly are, and. Who knows? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But let me get to let's get Johnny Gaudreau. Come on, let's get that rumor starting. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll happen. Well, no, Our coach you know. is not a racist, and he will not kick you. Yeah. Well, you know what happened? We had uh, his brother Matthew Gaudreau in the organization, and we always yeah. tend to have the brother. Superstar yeah, how'd that go? You know, and and I forgot where he is now. He's he couldn't even make Bridgeport. He played maybe one or two games. He was stuck in the ECHL. Have we ever and, had a good brother? Oh yeah, we had the other. Yeah, we had, we had John Potvin. Yeah, we, yeah, we had both of them, which was great. Uh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, other than that, though. No, we had Ryan Strom. So you know, Dylan. Okay, um, we had one of the good Sutters, right? Yeah, we had one of the good Sutters. Um, we had a <laughs> Griffin Reinhardt. <laughs> yeah, he's in Russia in their minor league, I think. Oh God, yeah, he's probably in Siberia right now. He's, yeah, he's in um, Minsk. Yeah, well, we all know we had Brett Lindros. Yep. Blake yeah. Kessel. Yeah, Blake Kessel. What, Steve uh, Korea? Yeah, right. And we had, um, didn't we have David Taze? He was, his, we drafted David Taze. Oh, yeah, we never signed him, though. Yeah, he never yeah. played. Yeah, we drafted David Taze, yes. And, yeah. uh, wasn't, like, Joby Messier? He wasn't, like, a cousin of Mark Messier? Yes, he was a cousin, yes. There was a Messier, right? Yeah, um, I remember we had uh, both Birons at one point. Yes, we did. Yeah. Neither play with neither were that great. Yeah. Well, uh, Martin Martin was pretty good. He was yeah, just he was, you know yeah, he was pretty terrible good, yeah. team. And yeah. Matthew was the four number one picks in 1999. I'll leave yeah, it to Mike to get four number one picks and arguably that was a terrible draft NFL draft NFL draft NHL draft. What was that like? That was David Ligwan, right? Or Patrick Stefan was one of those. Stefan was a Stefan draft, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Uh, the only good thing out of that draft were the, um, what's it called? Sedin Twins. But other than that, I think that it's draft. bad draft. Yeah, it was just terrible. And, of course, the Islanders have four number one picks in that draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can't make that up. <laughs> no. But um, I know, uh, back to the, the present-day Islanders for a little bit, uh, Nick Letty had a maintenance day. He might be questionable tomorrow. He is. And yeah, I, his list I, is questionable. And I figured that Noah Dobson was going to be in the lineup anyway tomorrow, most likely for Johnny Boychuk. But if Letty can go, we'll see Dobson in there. And he has to play. He does. You know? And I know you weren't going to change too many things during a streak, but now that it's over, let's get Dobson in and let's see what he can do to generate a little bit of offense because the last two games, he scored one goal. The power play is back to being the power play of last year. No, now, no, no, no. I'm going to stop you there. No. Stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. Yes, the power play isn't scoring. And not all the power play looks great. Like not all six, well, all six attempts were not great in San Jose. They had a few of them where they did everything but score. The power play looks significantly better than it did this time last year. It's significantly better. It's not scoring okay. as much. I mean, it's not scoring all like as it was in the start of the season, but it looks significantly better. Okay, I'll, I'll stop you right there. San Jose, they have the top penalty kill. I'll give you that one. You get six chances. You got to put one in. Last I night, get it. They had three, three of those, three of those power plays where they had they generated five, six, seven scoring chances, high danger. It just didn't go in. 
Yeah. Everly broke – had missed the wide-open net. I think Lee broke a stick. They hit a, cro- they hit a crossbar. They hit a post. Well, I, I don't need to hear about the puck luck. You know, I'm you, just you, telling you. Play? I'm just telling you. You can you can have a good power play and not score on it. And they had a few of those. Now they had a couple stinkers too. I'm just saying, if you look at the power play this year and you look at it last year, it's light years different. It is. You still need to score. You. I get that. Last year you were forfeiting momentum when you took a when you when they were on the power play. They're not doing that now. But last night when they had all their chances, which they didn't really have. What they have like three last night. I can't. I don't remember. I think three, they four three. Yeah, the first one was good. The last, the other two were not. Yeah, and and the Ducks PK is not that good. No, I get that. Like, no, no. Look, yeah, you're right. They got a score, but just, just to say it looks as it's the same as last year. I think is short sighted and misguided. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, it is. They need to score, to score a goal. Okay, I get that, but no. Look at the structure. Look at the structure. Look at them generating chances. They are gener- generating significantly more chances in the power play than they were last year. Okay, so you're giving me the analytics. I'm giving you the eye test. I need a goal. Okay. Well, I, I need a goal, too. I get that. But to say that they're, they're as bad as a Scott Gomez run power play, I think is a joke. I, I do. I'm sorry. I did not say it was – I said it was you, similar to last year. No, you said they reverted to last year. Reverted – well, reverted means that they didn't score it, and that's what it is. I, I don't need to – hear about the analytics of, you know, high danger chances. Sometimes a goal is a goal. You need a goal. No, Two I points. get that. But you you can also do is you can have a great power play and you can also keep carrying the momentum to when the power play ends and then you control play for the next five, six, seven minutes and you end up scoring a goal. But they didn't. That's the I know that. I'm just saying. I think it's misguided of you to but compare it, them to last year's team. But if you have six chances, okay, and they're all oh they great opportunities, great in this. You would think percentage wise you would score one. Yes, you would. And that's the difference between winning and losing. I know. But look, law of averages say it's gonna catch up. You're gonna have those nights. You're gonna have, you're gonna those, have those nights. You're also gonna have nights where you have twelve shots on goal and four go in. Well that, that too. I mean the last couple of nights you gotta put one of those in. You had I get it. That's why you need Everly. That's why you need Lee. That's what they're paid to do. I, absolutely, and so far they have not done that. Uh, and at the beginning of the year when they couldn't, you know, the other team converted the Islanders and they weren't getting any power play uh, chances, they converted. It's it's weird because they converted on the few opportunities they had. Barzell was shooting the puck too. They they need more of that, which he wasn't doing the last couple of nights. I know. I have a feeling you'll see him. Although last night in the first period he had four or five shot attempts, so I think. I think he'll he'll be he'll be fine. I'm not worried about Matt Barzell. Oh no, I'm not either. I'm not either. But uh, we'll we'll hug it out after the show, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. want to hug you. Okay, well you know I'll hug Vartan. I'm not hugging you. Well, I mean he's a movie star, so I would. I know. Him. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the tweet of the week, okay? And um, much like last week where we had a late winner, uh, we had a late winner this one as well. And we talked about we're not going to kind of be in this contest, but I tweeted out something, this whole 10-year challenge going on in Twitter and Facebook. It was fantastic. And I, I have to say, I said it should be Tweet of the Week. I actually texted you this. It's hilarious. And I'm surprised that no one actually did this before. So I'm like, yeah, I'll throw it out there. And it was the two pictures of John Tavares. First one was celebrating his uh, you know, first NHL goal in his first game. I was there. That was fantastic. Fast forward to this year where, you know, the, the perfect Tavares on the bench, all grumpy. 
Uh, so that was fantastic. But I have to say, I had a good tweet after the Penguins win too, with Matt Murray like completely getting outplayed by Nelson. I said to you, you know, I said that it looked like when you're playing NHL and you accidentally take control of the goalie. Yes, yes, that was a good one too. I'm not gonna let you know. I'm gonna pat my, I'm gonna dislocate my shoulder, patting myself in the back for that one. I thought that was pretty good, but right. it, it pales in the comparison to the tweet of the week. Yes, and it's from uh, Dmitry Filipov, who is fantastic. And it's um, regardless of how you feel about Ryan Strom's value as a player, one thing that shouldn't be lost in all of this and unites us all: Peter Shirelli traded for him and then traded him away, and somehow managed to lose both trades badly. I mean. <laughs> It's fantastic. We all know. Well, right now, I mean, obviously Jordan Alvarez is not playing well, but Islanders totally won that trade because Strom was they, terrible. In, uh, they got Ryan Spooner for him. Yeah, and we're Spooner now. I he have no idea. They got a good year a few years ago. I don't even know where – I don't think he's in the league anymore. Yeah, and then Strom's been really good for the Rangers. He has. You know, and, and good for him, you know, because uh, he had such we a We all great, like Ryan Strom. Yeah, he had a great, you know, first full year of the Islanders, 50 points. You all thought he was going to be great, you know, Tavares' buddy. And then it was terrible, got sent down to Bridgeport for a couple of games, and then just just couldn't get it going. So yeah. I'm glad that he's getting going now. Unfortunately, it was with the Rangers, but whatever. Uh, good for him because he was playing his way out of the league and headed to Europe. This but was luckily, probably his last chance. You're right. Now he's going to get grossly overpaid. It's and, total, <laughs> and they'll kill him again, yeah. And he'll be in, still be in Europe in two years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, speaking of defunct – uh, players like Ryan Spooner and stuff like that. Uh, Vintage Ice Hockey, one of our sponsor, um, great website. They have all, you know, defunct teams from defunct leagues. You can go down a rabbit hole, spend half hour, forty five minutes, just looking at the fantastic teams, their their logos, and, and whatnot. Yeah, I got a New England Whalers shirt this week. I got it. It's great. Fits it fits awesome. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Kevin does a great job. He's Currently getting ready for his Black uh, Friday sale, and um, so, and I got a shirt. I got the Cincinnati Mohawk shirt, fantastic shirt. I uh, can't wait to wear it. Uh, quality is great. Free shipping, no matter what the price is. And we have a promo code Buzz15. But I think for this week, just go with the Black Friday sale. I think it's a little bit better. But next week, go back to the Buzz15 sale <laughs> promo code. Because you get 15% off, but I think the sales are a little bit better for Black Friday. Uh, check it out, VintageIceHockey.com. And Dan, uh, before we go to break, some a little bit of sad news. Um, yes. As you know, from watching the Islander games the past couple weeks, a couple games, uh, Dave Hagen, who was a director for the Islanders for a couple of years, passed away after his battle with cancer. Both you and I worked with him at the MLB. Yeah, he was a colleague of both of ours, yeah. Yes. Uh, one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. And uh, it's a real shame. He was he was great in a in a business full of, you know, assholes. Yeah. He was really one of the good guys. It's just, you know, he knew everything. And he was so – he just commanded respect. And, but he was just such a nice guy. I remember I, I loved being like – I was his associate director, and for those on the television, that's basically you know, it's director's assistant. Uh, I, I, I'm basically, you know, his extra set of hands and eyes in the control room and help him out throughout the show, and you know, make you know, because the workload's pretty pretty intense in some of the shows we do. And he always treated me as an equal, you know. And it's funny because he always called the cafeteria the commissary, 
the commissary, which is a real old school word for it. Yeah. And he'd be like, Dano, let's go to the commissary and see what they're passing off for food today. And he <laughs> let out that laugh and his laugh was just hilarious. And it always, you always just working with, you could not work with him and not have a smile on your face. It was just, I really enjoyed working with him. Our, our uh, thoughts and prayers, our hearts go out to his family. Um, and he was in this business. Um, he was one of the good ones. And you can't always say that I, I, he was a pure joy to work with. And I felt like, he made me a better person. I definitely uh, learned a lot about directing from him. So I have a lot to thank, and I'm very fortunate to have worked with him. Yeah, and MSG did a fantastic job with his uh, his obit last night during uh, intermission, and they ran it, I believe, on Saturday as well. But like you said, Dawson Press go out to his uh, friends and family and his colleagues, and we'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and you know we keep getting closer and closer, Dan, to our uh, live show at Offsite Tavern, January 4th, uh, Saturday night. We'll be there. Probably 5.30, we'll get it started. It'll be like a pregame pod leading up to the uh, Maple Leafs and Islanders from Toronto. Yeah, it should, it should be a good one. Uh, interim coach no more, Sheldon Keefe. Now he's got a, you know, nice little contract. You know, uh, Mike, Mike Babcock has, he's getting paid for a while now. I think his contract's longer than Sheldon Keefe's. <laughs> Maybe he'll do a podcast with Don Cherry. Oh, God. You know what? It's Bill Peters too. It's going to be a nice, uh, God, they could have, they could have like a asshole network of podcasts. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so, but, nah, <laughs> I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to say anything. You're right. Yes. I'm, I'm just going to leave that one right there. <laughs> and joining us now is movie star, TV star, and depressed Kings fan, Michael Vartan. Michael, uh, quick question for you. I heard through the grapevine that you were the one who designed those hideous Kings stadium series jerseys. <laughs> Um, actually, I'm going to pull a Patrick Watt because I'm having a hard time hearing you guys with the two Stanley Cup rings in my ears. Oh, uh, oh. Wow, he uh, killed you, Noel. First of all, I'm not a depressed Kings fan. I'm one of the few Kings fans that, even though things are complete crap right now, I never thought I'd see a Stanley Cup in my lifetime, let alone two. So to all my fellow Kings fans out there who are bitching that, oh, the, you know, the rebuild's not going fast enough, settle the fuck down. We got two Stanley Cup, boys. Just just be happy. Um, secondly, those are the ugliest jerseys I have ever seen, <laughs> both Colorado and the Kings jerseys. I mean, did a four-year-old with a box of Crayola make those? What it, the it, hell is that? It's like minor league roller hockey style. It's, insane. it's bad. It's really bad. It's insane that, I mean, I'm sure all the organizations have, you know, a, a crack staff of graphic designers and they, they presented that to the board and people were like, yeah, we're going to go with that. Let's, let's, let's do that. Wow. It, it, uh, it's shocking. When I first saw them online, I was like, this has to be like a joke. It can't be real. The Colorado one is especially bad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. And they always have great jerseys too. Yeah. They had one a couple of years ago with the, uh, you know, the white one with that sort of just the circle. Right. Um, yes. Was, yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, but at least we don't yeah. have to worry about uh, Colorado, not Colorado, uh, Chicago being it this year. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are feeling pretty good, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, last night, you know, the streak was bound to end. You know, they they had a horrible third period. It looked pretty good in the first period, but John Gibson's one of the best goalies in the league for you know for some reason, and he stood on his head in the first period. But yeah, the streak's been great. Let's see how they rebound tomorrow night. Because tomorrow night's big. They you know because they already lost two games in a row. I know they got a point against San Jose the other night, but yeah, tomorrow night's big to go into the Thanksgiving break. A little bit of a you know happy note. It's funny. It's it's all Barry Trotz. I mean, they brought back pretty much the same team when as John Tavares was here, and it's it's all coaching. It just shows you how much coaching means. Absolutely, and you know, there's that old adage that defense wins championships, which is true. I mean, you, you, you you've got to score points. No one's ever won a game nothing to nothing. But um, his first year last year didn't didn't he cut down on the goals against by like fifty or something? <laughs> it was over. It was a hundred. Yeah, you went from being one of the most uh, one of the teams that allowed the most goals to one of the stingiest. So that right there shows you how much just a change of a system and maybe just a new voice in the room also, you know, really motivates guys to sort of I don't know achieve in ways they didn't know prior. Yeah, and and the Islanders are kind of uncharted waters now. If you look at all the power rankings, they're on top of them. And yeah, it's I don't like, like it. The... I actually am uncomfortable with them with the with the media actually thinking we're good. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't like the national media actually giving us, you know, any publicity whatsoever. I like just kind of being under the radar for the whole year. Yeah, totally. I, I totally get that. Absolutely. I mean, what's crazy is that, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of a lot of hockey left to go. But if the season ended right now, Toronto and Tampa would be on the outside looking in. That is insane to me. I'm okay and with in that. The West, what's that? I said I'm okay with them missing the playoffs. Yeah, fine. I mean, look, Tampa. Tampa's been the best team in the league for the last three or four years. Like, do something about it. You know, win, win, win it. Toronto's been underachieving. The whole Babcock thing was amazing. I'm so glad he got fired. And all those subsequent stories that have come out in the last few days are ridiculous. Um, and in the West, like, it would be who, who, uh, the Knights. Calgary and I think Nashville are out right now. Yeah, yeah, they are. So it's, you know, look at it, look at what Arizona's doing. I mean, they're so fun to watch. I, I don't like them because they're in our division, but they're so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, it's been an interesting first quarter of the season for sure. And you just think if the season ended today, either Arizona or Vancouver, one of those teams would make it to the second round because they'd face each other in the playoffs. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. 
I mean, Vancouver's been sort of the last couple of years. You can see them yeah. turning the corner for real. Right. Like I, I would surprised that they're a legit cup contender in the ne- next year or even uh, it could make a run, run this year. I mean, they're, they're really, really good. Yeah. And Travis Green is such a good coach, you know, former yeah, Islander. And yeah, he is, he's a really good coach. Yeah. I love him. I love him. I'm watching uh, Boston, uh, Montreal right now. Boston's just tearing, tearing him up. I'm so glad I have Pasternak on my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's pretty good. Yeah. Every time I check my phone, Pasternak, on assisted Pasternak from Marshan, and it's like insane. He scores almost almost every night. Yeah, it, it's crazy that uh, Bergeron's the worst player on that team on that, on that line. He's on that one line, of the know, yeah right? one of the best players in the league. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Well, let's get back to the Kings for a second. Obviously, since we don't see them as much as you do, although we kind of follow them vicariously through your misery at times this year. What's um, <laughs> what is there to look for tomorrow night in the matchup? You know, I mean, we're. I, I think Rob Blake's done a good job at trying to infuse as much youth as he as he can. You know, we we, we do have a, a really good farm system. A lot of young, a lot of talent in um, in Ontario, and you know, guys like Velarde, who's been bothered by that back since he was drafted. He's he's skating well now and scored a goal in his first first game back, actually. Um, so you know, we're we're sort of turning the corner. We have. We we're one of the with the Sharks, two teams in the league who have three players who have played a thousand games or more, wow. in uh, Carter and Brown. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, obviously Carter Carter's really not producing the way he used to. He doesn't want to be traded. He's made that very clear. Um, so we're kind of in a weird phase right now because we have some some contracts we can't unload and some older players and some young players who are showing signs of promise. Like Adrian Kempe to me, um, <clears throat> is a kid who if he can if he can put it all together is gonna be an absolute monster in this league because he just looks the part. When he comes out of the zone with the puck, there's just something about him. I'm not gonna say he's Mike Madonna like, but it, it's that it's that feeling of wow, this kid is really first of all, he's fast as hell. Uh, but he hasn't really quite figured out how to you know once he crosses the blue line, it's sort of like his his mind stops working or something. So, I don't know. We're 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 trying to gel. I mean, there's different line combinations every night. So, um, I, I expect you guys to dominate. To be honest with you, uh, to have a lot of zone time in our end. Um, not sure if Quick's going to play or maybe it'll be um, Campbell, but uh, it'll be a good game. I mean, like I said, there's so much parity in the league now. I was watching. Couple days, like ten days ago, Boston was up four nothing against Florida, and Florida came back and won the game five four. So, you know, it's um, you never know what you're going to get. But uh, being a closet Islander fan, mm-hmm. if you guys win, I won't be sh- I won't be too upset because we're not going anywhere this year. Um, lose for Hughes last year. What is it? Taken in the derriere for last year. This year, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. But, you guys have uh, not had good lottery luck, by the way. No, God, the Rangers and the Devils. Come on, <laughs> must have made you sick. Yeah, I mean the Devils are becoming like uh, Edmonton. You know what? What all these well, the Devils, number ones? The Devils are Devils are surprised. I, you know, I, I didn't think that they would, you know, all of a sudden become a Stanley Cup contender, but they've been. It, I feel they've been surprisingly bad and lackluster. Yeah. I haven't watched too many of their games, but like. They haven't really sort of put things together um, so far. Who, as, as Islanders fans, who 
who do you hate most? Is it the Rangers? Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. yeah I would say I, Rangers, I, I, Rangers, Penguins, Flyers, and then Devils. I really have no hatred for the Devils. No, I know. I, 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 I you forgot I the Capitals, Dan. Oh, I forgot the Capitals, too. Yeah, I put the Capitals up there, too. Yeah, we have no hatred for the Devils because we're never good at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. For that, that's always been the case, right? For there to be a real rivalry, both teams have to be good at the same time. Because yeah. otherwise, it's not a rivalry. It's just, you know, geographical thing. So. Yeah, no, um, Ilya Kovalchuk has been a terrible signing. You know, it's a lot of drama. What's Do they think he's going to be moved soon? Or are they just going to end up waving him? What's what's the deal? You know, I really don't know. Um, I, you know, I, every morning with my coffee, I scour the internet. I look for <laughs> stories on, on, on the Kings first and foremost. But then, you know, I, I just love the game, so I, I'm just trying to follow what's going on with all the teams as much, much as possible. Um, but yeah, he, look, you know, they took they took a chance on the guy. He's a pure goal scorer, but there's a case of a player that the league has clearly passed him by. You know, he right. still has still has a great shot. Um, but you can just see it. You know, he's just he's still he's still fast enough to play at this level. But the things that he got away with six, seven, eight years ago, he just the game's just too fast. And the kids coming up now, you know, I remember watching hockey fifteen just fifteen twenty years ago, not that long ago. You had your skilled players, and then you had your you know your your tough guys, your third and fourth line guys, and most of those dudes were very serviceable, but they didn't they didn't have hands. No. Everyone has hands in the league now. You know, right. everyone, everyone can dangle. Everyone can, all these kids coming up, the talent is insane. The speed of the game, the, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Granted, you know, the, the new rules have really helped, helped open up the game and let, you know, the skilled players do what they do. But it's just, it's incredible to me, these guys who, and that's like, for instance, you know, look, I'm not going to rag on Jeff Carter because you guys know that I, I dislike him profoundly as a right. player now because he's just like, <laughs> he makes poor decisions and he's, he's just not, he's just not smart with the puck. He's not create, creative and he doesn't have good hands. He has an amazing shot still. He still has decent speed at when he, when, once he gets going. His first few steps are pretty slow, but, like a kid like Blake Lazat, who you know, who made the team this year, he said, "Watch this kid like stick handle in a phone booth around five guys." You know, Jeff Carter can do that. And that's right. not a knock on Jeff Curry; he's a different type of player. But that's that's how the league is now. Everyone's got skill, everyone's got talent, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's great for us. You know, it's great for as a casual fan when I'm watching a, just a random game like right now, Boston Montreal. It's just like, wow, look at that. You know, that's and like so many of these kids, so many of these kids, on. Michael, it seems like they come up with amazing talent and training. They're already like they already know the game so well, and a lot of these kids too, their edge work is unbelievable too. Yeah, I mean, look at the Hughes brothers. That's what, all everyone was talking about is edge work, edge work, edge work. Yeah. They're phenomenal skaters, and and Quentin Hughes, man, yeah. that, that kid is, is he's next level. And then you got you know the guys like Kale McCarr in Colorado. But, I right. mean, watching Colorado is just. So much fun to watch because they're just outrageously talented. But you know, Matthew Barzell, same thing. I mean, you've got your even your fourth. I still love the Islanders' fourth line. To me, it's the greatest fourth line in hockey. <laughs> I mean, those three dudes are awesome. This is what I think is going to happen tomorrow night. Just so you guys know, I picked up Beauvillier and um, Brassard on my fantasy team just for tomorrow night's game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's good. We'll take it. 
I'm not too not feeling too confident about my king's chances, but <laughs> never know. Yeah, uh, Anthony Bovey has probably been probably second best Islander of the season forward wise. He's been yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Well, I I uh, I'm in a 14 team league. I'm surprised he's still available. Wow. <laughs> and Broussard's been great too for as you know, brought in as to, to provide like depth and leadership. He's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. What are the um, Kings going to do with, like, Tyler Toffoli? Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if he's still a King at the end of the season. Uh, same thing with Alec Martinez. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around, swirling around quick, for instance. Um, they, they just have, have to clean house. You know, they won those two cups. They paid the guys. Um, and now it's time to really just say thank you for everything and moving on because the game's changed. What do you do with, like, Drew Doughty, though? I mean, this is the first year of his new contract, right? And if you're in a full rebuild, I know he has no trade clause, but, I mean, and Drew Doughty's still going to be great for probably four or five years. But, I mean, is he, I guess, can you finish rebuilding while you can still get serviceable years from him, I guess is my question. Yeah, I think so. I think he's one of the uh, – he and Kopitar are probably the two untouchables. Um, right. And, you know, a guy like Doughty uh, – He's got so much experience, and you can only help play young players coming in. Um, but I mean, I watch I watch that guy every night. He's he is such a chirper. He he runs his mouth nonstop. He's such a character. That's just the way he is, you know. And that's what I love about him. He's just so authentic, and it, it's not an act, you know. He's always chirping and running his mouth, and it's just the way he he has to be to play at that level. Um, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely have to. The Dustin Brown, Dustin Brown's making more than David Pasternak. Insane. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, think about that. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. I still feel like though Brown could be serviceable in the right role. I mean, you put him on a good team, you put him on maybe third line minutes. I still feel like he'll he can be a serviceable player and get you some big goals, especially in the postseason. No, absolutely. Last year he had a career year. He he was yeah. phenomenal. He did really well this year. I mean, the best thing that ever happened to him, I think, is getting that C off his his jersey. And just he sort of settled into playing the role that he's best at, which is, you know, he's he's a leader by by action, but not not at all by he, – he's not the type of guy who's going to speak up in the locker room kind of thing. But he's he's just a tough guy to play against, you know. And he's – like you said, he's still, he's still got a few years left in him, and he's a lot of experience, and he's – doesn't hit like he used to. He doesn't fight like he used to. But he's got intangibles that that really could help a team. But I don't think they're going to move him. Um, but what do I know? You know, I didn't think they were going to sign Kovalchuk to a three-year deal for six point five. So <laughs> I, I, that was shocking to me. It's like take a year, take a flyer on a guy for one year. Fine, three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a little it was a head scratcher for me. Michael, I mean, this this was great. Uh, we'll touch base again real soon. <laughs> yeah, well, um, good luck tomorrow. Yeah, too much luck. We'll all be watching. Yeah, go ahead. Just win it in overtime so we can get a point. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we seem uh, to do since we win all our games by one goal because some people think we're lucky. So. <laughs> and, really, we're, and, and the math says we're dull and boring, too. What? Yeah, the What's analytics that? community say that we're – now, you watch Islander games. Are we dull and boring? No, absolutely not. Ridiculous. I yeah. mean, Minnesota is dull and boring. Oh, no. they're and bad. They're <laughs> wild fans, but, you know, 
You know the problem um, with the Wild are? They're not bad, but they're not good. They're stuck in the middle. And they've been like that for, what, seven years now? Probably, yes. Yeah. You no? Know? I mean, they've, they've, they're just like, every year they're a piece or two away from taking the next step. step. They never get the pieces and they never take the next step. So. And they give Zuccarello six years. He got six? I think so, six, right? I think it was six years, but it was a lot of money. And Jared Spurgeon got seven years, right? Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was bad too. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, but yeah. A lot of there. A lot of term. Well, um, you boys have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the you game. You too, tomorrow. sir. And, uh, look forward to talking to you down the road. Uh, when are the Kings in, uh, what, I don't what? know. We, we should, we have to look that up because you need to come out here for one of these games. So when are you guys like, Moving into Nassau Coliseum for good. When is the Barclays Center no longer going to be a hockey venue? Because that place is just yeah the death of energy. Yeah, I'm going there on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, he complains about it, but he, you know he complains about when the candy store is closed. That's when he gets angry. I only do that twice. <laughs> I learned my lesson. There, yeah, yeah, there's a candy there's, store there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. So, in the back of the the back of that SUV in the corner. Yeah, the SUV is gone. Out. It's gone. Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah. It got repossessed. Huh? <laughs> it got stolen? Yeah. Taylor Swift poster in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully next yeah. year all the games will be at, at the Coliseum. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's where they belong. Yeah. You know? The, only yeah, the new, re- the new uh, arena is moving real quick. There's a live stream of it. You can see it. They got, they got like walls up already. Oh, my God. That's so they're, moved, they're, they're working nonstop on that. Yeah, I think it's what, 21, 22 it opens? Yeah, Lamorello's out there like with a shotgun sitting on a horse. <laughs> That's actually, it's, it's at Belmont. That was actually a really funny pun I just made. Yeah. <laughs> it's next to a racetrack. I, sometimes I'm funny. I'm sorry. Sometimes I am. Broken clock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Blind, blind squirrel. Right, exactly. <laughs> Michael, thanks right, so have... much for coming on, bud. We'll, we'll talk to you soon down the road. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great, uh, great holiday.